Give Us This Day is a devotional reflection upon the New Testament lesson appointed for the morning office from the Book of Common Prayer 1928. These devotionals are written and presented by Father Charles Erlinson, who serves at the Church of the Good Shepherd in Tyler, Texas. Father Charles' devotionals can be found both in print and online. Today is Tuesday of the 19th Sunday after Trinity. The lesson is taken from James chapter 5, verses 12 through 19. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Is anyone among you suffering? James 5.13 Is anyone among you reading this or hearing this suffering? St. James has some wisdom from God for you today. The first thing James tells you to do is to pray. Of course, you already knew this, but maybe you have become discouraged in your prayers. Maybe God has not seemed to be working quickly enough in healing you. James's counsel and commandment is still to pray. Remember that the purpose of your prayers is not only for the relief of your suffering, but also for the healing of your soul. It is in the act of humbly praying for your daily needs that you honor God and receive His blessings, however He chooses to dispense them to you. The chief blessing of all, however, is in being in the presence of the Lord, which is the essence of prayer. If, on the other hand, you are cheerful today, then sing Psalms, verse 13. Sometimes we forget that God desires and promises to be with us, not only in our suffering, but also in our joys and happiness. While it's true that the poverty of suffering is likely to lead us closer to God than our happiness, God is with us in our joys. Why not celebrate your happiness with God, and not by yourself? The danger when God gives you good things, and you celebrate with yourself and apart from God, is that the message you are sending yourself is that you are the source of those blessings. Wasn't this the repeated, perseverating pattern of Israel in the Old Testament? The Israelites sinned and were judged. They cried out to God, and He delivered and blessed them. Then when God blessed them, they used those blessings to walk away from God and back into sin. So if you are cheerful today, celebrate with God. Sing psalms of praise and thanksgiving to Him, for He has been the source of your joy and happiness. But James' real concern is with those of you who are sick today. While he appears to be speaking of physical sickness, both words he uses in Greek for sickness also relate to being weak. I think it is reasonable to assume that James's wisdom about how to alleviate physical suffering or sickness applies equally well to other kinds of sickness or weakness. And what is James's wise commandment? 
that you call the elders of the church, and let them pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Notice that, like Paul, James thinks that the church, the body of Jesus Christ, should be involved in your healing. Remember how Paul taught that God works through the church, which is his presence on earth. As God's ordained representatives of his church, the elders of your church have God's authority to pray over you and anoint you with oil. Maybe you should give it a try. Notice as well that James connects your sickness or weakness with your sins. Without saying that your sickness is necessarily directly due to your sins, James certainly seems to allow for the possibility. He moves seamlessly from the elders praying for sickness, to the forgiveness of sins, to confessing sins, and praying for one another that you may be healed. Again, James assumes that this will be done in the context of the local church. Without denying the importance of others praying for you and hearing your confession, for James it appears that it is particularly the elders of the church to whom you should go for healing, and the elders of the church to whom you should confess your sins. This is only one of the passages that strongly suggests the appropriateness of confessing before the elders or presbyters or priests. Too often I find that we all want to handle our sins and our sufferings by ourselves. We may even pray to God, but we leave out God's chosen means of healing and reconciliation, which is the body of Christ, the church. James's words challenge us to humbly go to the church and have our ordained leaders apply God's healing on behalf of Christ and his church. There is one final point I'd like to mention. Since James is so full of wisdom, even though he spent eight days reading this one little letter, there is so much more to receive. One of the most important ways that we can all be God's ministers of reconciliation and healing is turning back a brother to the Lord. The elders or priests have particular roles in regard to this crucial ministry, but you all have an equally essential calling to be God's minister. If someone you know is walking away from God, and you have the opportunity to walk alongside him and turn him back toward God, you may have saved a soul from death. Every day we all need to confess and repent, which is to turn back to God. But unless we are already walking with God, we will not have the strength to turn back. The maelstrom of the world will suck the weak ones under. But you have been appointed by God to be his chosen minister, to turn sinners back to him. It is through you and me, who are the presence of God in that person's life, that God will work his ministry of healing and reconciliation. And this is the most important kind of healing that we can pray for and act upon. Of all the wisdom that James gives to us, perhaps is this, this is the second most blessed one of all, that is, after the looking out for our own souls by humbly drawing near to God, that we take every opportunity to bring spiritual healing into the life of another by turning him back to God. God desires for us to be ministers of reconciliation and healing. Let's do it. This has been a presentation of Always with Christ Radio, radio in the Anglican way.